bringing up, and this is what he often does. How many of you know that when God means something, he says it in numbers of ways? Like you start hearing it in a song, you start hearing it in a conversation, you hear it from the word, you know, you hear it by the spirit. You, everywhere, it just starts pop, popping up. And so this week, I have been hearing um, over and over and over testimonies about what God's doing in people's lives, like breakthrough and, and financial and miracles. I've been hearing um, about people's desires and what they want and desire for God to do in their lives. And, um, and then I've also been hearing about some tra tragedies, about things that the enemy has tried to do to bombard people and tear them down. And, um, and so I just, I felt God on this, um, and Clayton and I were discussing some things about what the enemy's trying to do and what God's doing, and I just, I was like, I feel a message stirring. <laughs> I was like, I think I got my message for Sunday, um, and so I went and hid away, and God just downloaded, and so I believe that this is going to be a blessing to you. Um, I don't know, God, God wants to bless you. How many of you know that God wants to bless you? And as I was sitting there worshiping, I heard the Lord say that some of my people desire and want to be used by me. They want to be blessed. They want to walk in the fullness of what I have for them. But it's almost like um, you're afraid to ask or you're afraid to step out. But God wants to bless. And I'm going to prove that to you from the word of God. He doesn't want us to just be barely getting by. He wants us blessed, spirit Yes, and some of us stop there. He wants us blessed soul. He wants us blessed in our body, healed, right? And we can believe all that, that, we want, that God would want us blessed spiritually and that God would want us blessed um, physically. But some of us stop there not realizing that he wants us blessed financially as well. And um, I don't know, being good parents, I think we are, right, Ethan and Ashton? Yes, okay. Um, being good parents, you want your kids not just healthy, right, and not just spiritually in church and attentive hmm, and, <laughs> and growing in the Lord, but we want our family blessed financially, right? You want your kids to be blessed and provided for. And so that is how our Heavenly Father feels about us. He doesn't want us just blessed in one category or two. He wants us blessed in every avenue. And in 3 John 2, he says, Beloved, I pray that you would prosper in all things and that you would be in health just as your soul prospers. And so God cares about every area of your life, that he is a good father and he wants you blessed in every area. He wants us blessed spirit, soul, body, mind, as well as financially. What good father would only want us blessed physically? No, I only want you healthy. That's all I care about. I don't care if you're on the street begging for bread. <laughs> I want you blessed just physically. No, a good father wants a good life all around, right? So God gives us some instruction in the word of God on how we can walk in that, how we can walk in his blessing and in his provision. And I believe that this is also a way that we can serve the Lord. This is also a way, if we desire to do everything that God wants us to do, this is an area that is sensitive to some, some people. But God desires us to serve him with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our mind. He wants us blessed. And so in Psalm 37, 4, he says, If you take delight in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. How many of you have ever desired something? 
I mean, whether it's a job, whether it's a relationship, whether it's healing for your body or even a house or a car, we've all had times where we've desired something, and I'm sure almost all of you have prayed for those desires, asking God for those things. And he tells us in his word that if we will take delight in him, in other words, if we will put him first in our lives, he is more than willing and he is super happy to bless you with the desires of your heart. If my kids, if our kids are good boys, I can't say girls, but good boys, <laughs> and they are they're doing things good, and they're being honorable, and they're being respectful, and they're being obedient. We don't hesitate to want to bless them, right? We want that to bless them. And even sometimes they ask us for things. Who here has ever had your children ask for things that they didn't necessarily need? And did you desire to bless them with that anyways, even though they didn't need it? For survival. And so sometimes we have this only if I need it attitude, but God wants to give us above and beyond all we could ask or think. Don't we think that He has enough? <laughs> he supplies from the riches and glory, and so He has more than enough. And so He says, If you take delight in me, I will give you the desires of your heart. If you seek after me, I want to please you. I want to bless you. I want to pour out my blessing and my provision upon you. We don't have to be afraid to let our requests be made known unto the Lord. In fact, he says we can come to his presence and to his throne room boldly, confidently, and ask him for whatever it is that we need. Yeah, he, he offers forgiveness. He offers salvation. He offers healing. He offers deliverance, but it doesn't stop there. He offers provision. He says, I supply all of your needs. Well, sometimes we need more than just physical or spiritual, right? Sometimes we need financial. And so Mark eleven twenty four, he says this, Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever you desire. Did he say only spiritual or physical? No. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it, and you shall have it. So he's not just saying, if you desire something that you desperately need. He's saying, if you desire something, I'm a good father. Don't be afraid to come to me and just ask. Because if you're taking delight in the Lord, or if, if our child, or if we as a child know that we've been obedient, we don't hesitate to go up to our parents and ask them for something. Now, if you're um, not walking right, I can see the hesitation. You know, if you've been um, a disobedient teenager, you've been running, running away, disobedient, not listening to your parents or whatever, then to go up to them and ask them for 20 bucks for the movie, you'd be hesitant, Right? But God wants us confident, and the way we gain our confidence is delighting in him. The way we gain our confidence is seeking him first and knowing that we're living to please him. Then we can come boldly to his throne room of mercy, of grace, forgiveness, and help, right? Help and provision. So God wants us to live to please him, but he also wants to bless us in return for living a life that pleases him. In Ephesians 3.20, he says, Now all glory to God 
who is able. How many of you believe he's able to do anything? The Bible says all things are possible with God. How many of you have ever testified, I mean, you've observed a miracle in your life? Like whether that's God giving you favor with a job that you, you um, knew that you didn't have the credentials for, or whether that's God giving you favor um, with, with a house when other people were offering more and somehow, some way, the house ended up in your hands. Or whether that's, you know, favor with, um, I don't know, anything. A deal at the store on a shirt. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is, that he gives us favor. And now all glory to God, he is able through his mighty power to work within us to accomplish more than we might ask or think. So don't be afraid to ask the God who has it all, the one and only, the one who supplies all of our needs from what? His riches and glory. He has more than enough. And he wants to bless his children. He wants to provide for us. It's all through his ability, his provision, and his power but we must ask or think that it's possible. The word of God says, you have not because you ask not. If you don't set your hand to something, how can anything be accomplished, right? And so he says, ask and you will receive and your joy will be full. But then on the other hand, it's you have not because you ask not. So we can have confidence when we're taking delight in God, and why am I teaching this? It's because God said, there's people, there's my children who desire some things, but they're afraid to ask me. Don't be afraid to ask him. He's a good father, and he wants to give you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He wants to give you everything because he's a good father. He wants you provided for in every avenue. He wants to give you above and beyond what you could ask or think. And some of you are like daydreaming of things. You know, with the Tower of Babel, they were daydreaming of bu building a tower all the way up to heaven. They were meditating on it, and they were setting their hand to it. And God had to confuse them because <laughs> he said nothing will be refrained. Nothing will, they, can't, they can accomplish anything they set their minds to. So I'm going to cause this confusion because, and, and that shows the, the, um, the ability that God's placed on the inside of us. That shows the possibilities are endless, especially if we're partnering together with God and taking delight in him. Amen? So God is a good father, and everything perfect, everything good comes from him. Hallelujah. In Psalms 50, verses 10 through 12, it says, For every animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird in the mountains, the insects in the fields, they're all mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine, and all that is in it is mine. Okay? So, for the one who has it all, not only that, he supplies our needs according to his riches and glory, why be afraid? You know, we're not like Adam and Eve, you know. We don't need to be afraid to come to him and come boldly to him. Why? Because we've got the blood of Jesus. 
covers our sins, washes our sins away. He says if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Well, now we can have assurance and we can come boldly into that throne room and receive whatever it is you need. And even if it's something that you don't necessarily need, but it's just something you desire. He wants to bless you with it. He wants to give it to you. Hallelujah. It's his to give. It's his to give. In James 1.17, it says, whatever is good and perfect in your life, it comes down from the Father above who created the lights in the heavens. He never changes. He never casts a shifting shadow. In other words, if he's ever provided for you or someone else, something they need or something that they desire, he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed his mind about how much he loves you. He hasn't changed his mind about how he wants to provide for you. And he hasn't changed from being a good father to a not-so-good father. He hasn't. So he wants his kids blessed. Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, that your soul would prosper. He wants his children happy and blessed. Amen? Some, somebody needs to hear this. You know, it's, there's such a, a heaviness when you, when you think that you're, you're being scolded. Or there's such a heaviness when you think that uh, you don't have what you need. Or, or, or even a heaviness when you feel like you don't deserve something, so you're not going to dare ask for something. But it's God's good pleasure to give it to you. So have boldness, have confidence, come before the throne room of God and just ask for the desires of your heart. What's it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt? You can only benefit from asking the Lord something, right? In 2 Corinthians 9.10, says, For God is the one who provides seed to the farmer, then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide an increase to your resources, then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. It's God who supplies for us the food that we eat. It's God who supplies the roof over our head. It's God who provides and supplies us with the talents and the abilities to work with our hands or, or use, you know, whatever he's given us for his glory, right? And so this is what he's saying is, what you have give it to me, and I can multiply it, and I can cause it to increase. And then when you increase after you've given it to me, I will put generosity on the inside of you. The whole reason God wants to bless you and increase you is to give him glory and to give him honor. And then when that increase comes, you can testify of his goodness and you can also have, be generous with your giving. Be generous in, in honoring the Lord and blessing you know, his family or blessing his church. He wants to produce increase in you. And he's the one who provided you with the seed. It's, it's, it's like barely nothing. You know, the woman with the two mites, she throws it in the basket and God said she gave more than all of you. So it doesn't matter how much. It's a matter of, of where your heart is in, in, in the, the giving. When her heart gave those two mites, that was her food to eat. 
That was everything that she had. That was surely putting God first and taking delight in him before desires of this world or flesh. Some people chase money. Well, this world's going to pass away. And chasing money is going to earn you no rewards in heaven. And so God wants us to take delight in him. And he'll give you the desires of your heart here on earth. But it will honor him. And it will provide for the kingdom of heaven. Amen. It's, it's he who provides the food, the roof over our heads. And through that, he creates a generosity on the inside of us. Hallelujah. He wants to be, how many of you know God's a jealous God? He's jealous for our attention and our affection. That means he doesn't want lust of the flesh, pride of life, things of this life um, to take first place in our life. He doesn't want other stuff to take our focus off of him. So that's why he asks for us to honor him in our finances. And he says, Let, give me your seed. You know, we'll talk about the tithe in a minute. But, but he's like, give me your seed. Give me the first fruits of, of, of what it is I have brought into your life. Because remember, it's all from God anyways. He gave us the air we breathe, the talent, the ability, the wisdom, knowledge to do whatever you do. So it's all from him anyways. But he's like, give me your seed and watch me multiply it. How many of you believe that God can multiply it better than you ever could? <laughs> He can produce a harvest through you setting your hand to something more than you ever could. And so he wants to bless what we set our hand to. But we have to honor him. Now, don't mistake it. Um, let me just say this here. Let's see. He doesn't want us to strive so hard and focus so hard on accomplishing um, financial gain and let that be our focus. Because that will distract us from seeking God first. But don't mistake in that as like, I'm not going to work. <laughs> because he said, if you don't work, you don't eat. Right? And so he wants you to be blessed, but he wants you to keep him first. There's a balance here. He wants you to set your hand to something that he can bless and prosper. That he can reproduce for you. And with the reproduction, you then have more than enough, and you can supply for the work of the ministry. You can give, and it shall be given unto you, and still have more left over. That's the life that God wants us to live. He doesn't want us struggling and barely getting along, right? And so, don't be mistaken. God expects us to work, but he wants to bless our work and bless what he set our hands to. And, and he wants to bless, you know, where you go to work. He says he leads and guides and directs the footsteps of the godly. He ordains our steps. And so that means he can direct you to the right place at the right time, give you favor with both God and man. Hallelujah. I like Psalms 90, verse 17. I like it in two different versions. But this one says, And may the Lord our God show us his approval and make our efforts successful. Yes, make your efforts successful. That means you got to put forth some effort. <laughs> you can't sit around. I mean, prayer is great. Reading the word, great. But in that word, he gives us direction. And that's set your hand to something that I can bless. That's give and it shall be given unto you, right? Honor me first. Seek me first and then I'll add these things. So he gives us direction in his word. But he says, I'm going to make your efforts to seek me first successful. 
I'm going to make you successful for putting me first in every area of your life. So he blesses what we set our hand to. I already said the scripture, but Philippians 4.19 says, But my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Okay, so we've seen, I don't know, how many of you, you can let me know, how many of you have ever lost a job? It doesn't feel good, does it? Um, how many of you have ever lost maybe a car or a house or some kind of financial gain? Right? Because this world system is shaky. Right? We know it. Um, maybe you had your money invested and the, the, the investment crashed. Right? And so this world system is shaky, but God's system is not. It will not be moved. So when we invest in God's system, in the kingdom of heaven, we always get gain. Always. And so that's the whole point is he wants us to seek him first and see that his kingdom is unshakable. He wants us to seek him first in our finances. He doesn't want us just to seek him first in the first day of the week, worshiping God. He wants you to seek him every single day of the week, right? So that's the spiritual. But he wants us seeking him first in our finances so he can bless us every day of the week in our finances. He doesn't want us just to seek him first in, in um, you know, having one good meal on Sundays. He wants us to be healthy and whole every day, right? And so he wants us blessed, spirit, soul, body, and mind. But we have to seek him first and honor him with what he has blessed us with. And so the Lord's just showing me that um, our dependency shouldn't be on our bank account because sometimes that runs dry. <laughs> our dependency shouldn't be on the world system or a job here on earth. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced that sometimes God can produce miracles even when you've lost a job. All of a sudden, you still have enough to eat, right? Or somebody blesses you out of nowhere. Or all of a sudden, um, you get into a house. And, I mean, we've had this happen a couple of times where God opens a door for us to have a house in between jobs to purchase a house. Doesn't make sense? But God is able. This is what he's talking about, that he provides and supplies all we need. According to his riches and glory, he has more than enough. But the reason we can come boldly and ask him for things that we desire is because we know where we've invested. We can make a heavenly withdrawal when you've invested in the kingdom. And that's what it is. When you, when you know that you are a giver, when you give to God's kingdom, when you're a tither, when you're obedient to give and it shall be given unto you, you can come boldly to that throne room and make a heavenly withdrawal and, and just boldly ask, Lord, I have a desire to get a new job. I have a desire to be able to increase my giving so that, you know, I can be a blessing. Whatever it is that you desire, he wants to give it to you. And the way you make that heavenly withdrawal is that you've known you've planted seed in the kingdom. Hallelujah. Philippians 4.19, but my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. Our security is in his system, the kingdom of heaven, not this world system that falls and fails. How many of you know God's never lacking in provision and supply? He has storehouses. The Bible calls it storehouses. So many people, and even my dad, have had visions of, of storehouses of like body parts. Right? And we have, um, most people, most believers, have um, total faith in that. We believe that God's a healer. 
and that he has storehouses where he has more than enough body parts to go around if you ever need one, right? You can go make a heavenly withdrawal. <laughs> so why do we doubt and come shyly to the Lord when it comes to finances? We shouldn't because he has streets paved with gold. So what's a couple hundred thousand? I'm not saying go to him and ask for thousands of dollars, but I'm just saying like for provision to be able to purchase a home or, or whatever it is that's a desire of your heart. What is it? It's nothing for him. Our job is to put him first. In Proverbs 10, 22, it says this, and this is, this is a scripture that really stuck out to me this week. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. Listen, this is the part that stuck out. And he adds no sorrow to it. If you work and slave with your hands and then lose the job, there's sorrow in that. If you work and slave and, and pay for a house, then you lose your job and then you lose the house, there's sorrow in that. But when you give and invest in the Lord, and invest in the kingdom of heaven and know that you can make and he supplies all your needs and know that you can make a heavenly withdrawal and know that he's going to supply your needs whether you have a job at that moment or not. There's no sorrow in that. You can have confidence. You know, we've been in and out of jobs, in and out of houses. You know, we've all, we all have had stories like that. But we need to recognize where the blessing was and where the provision was. It came from God. In those times of need, it came from the supply of his riches and glory. Why? Because we serve a king whose kingdom will not be shaken. It will not be moved. It's so quiet in this house today. <laughs> Touching a sore subject. Listen, if you want to be blessed, he wants you blessed. If you want provision, he wants to provide for you. And on top of it, he doesn't want you to be filled with sorrow in it. He wants you to rejoice, and we want to rejoice with you if God blesses you. And not only that, he's going to bless you, but then he's going to stir up a generosity in you to give into the kingdom. So God wants you blessed. God wants you provided for. He wants to give you above and beyond where your mind could think that you could handle. He wants to give you more. So stop acting like that, you know, our dog when he comes home and he has an accident. When we come home and he's hiding. Usually if he's bold, he comes and greets us at the door. Right? There's nothing wrong, nothing to hide. I'm bold. <laughs> but if he's had an accident, maybe you have had an accident and you're hiding it from God, trying to, and there's sin in your life, you don't have a boldness to approach that throne room, do you, until you ask Jesus to cleanse you and wash you clean. So seek him first in every area. Live under the blood. Let him wash you clean and have boldness that he wants to provide for you and supply for you. Run to the door. Run to that throne room of God. You're going to remember that with boldness, and ask. The blessing of the Lord, when it's from him, it makes you rich and there's no sorrow in it. But when we slave with our hands to produce for ourselves, we get tired, we get weary, um, 
a lot of times we lose out. And we lose out on family. <laughs> you know, people put money before family and then they lose their family. That's not rich. Just because you've gained financial gain, there's no richness in that. But when you gain it the Lord's way, and all of a sudden you've been sowing into the kingdom, and all of a sudden he starts blessing you with things that were above and beyond what you could have asked for, then you recognize this is the blessing of the Lord that's making me rich. I, I'm pretty sure almost every time that we have purchased a house or, or um, something significant has happened in our lives, we couldn't have done it on our own. God intervened somehow and made something work out for us, gave us supernatural favor with bankers or loans or whatever, and um, where we were like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> we know we didn't have a hand in that, really. It was just a desire of our heart, and we moved forward. And there are people believing God for houses in here, and so I'm, this is a message for you. Um, God's blessing and provision makes us rich, rich in peace, rich in joy, Rich in, in um, the presence of the Lord. And rich above and beyond what you could ask financially so that he can stir a generosity in you to continue supporting the work of the Lord. Hallelujah. When we put him first, there's nothing he wants to hold back. He says it in Matthew 6.33, seek me first. And a huge way we can seek him first and show him and honor him that he's first in our lives is giving our tithes and our offerings. Because, you know, that's something we need. But when we give it to him first, he can multiply it. And he can provide for you with that 90% more than you could have done with that 100%. He can work things out for your good. Because you're honoring him, he starts working things out for your good. He can order your footsteps to be at the right place at the right time. We honor God. He honors us. According to his riches and glory, there's no lack. Sometimes people get it wrong and they start chasing money or chasing dreams. And it's really sad to see that they fall or fail. And it really, it's scriptural. The Bible says that pride comes before the fall. And to not honor God and to not give him first place, whether that's of our day or of our week or of our finances, if we're not honoring God, we don't live under that blessing and God's provision. So I've seen people chase money and chase this job opportunity and that job opportunity and, and even be blessed but then not honor God with it and fail and fall. And it's sad. Your heart goes out to them, but you see where they missed it. And, and, and I guess that's what God's trying to do is make adjustments within us because he does want us blessed that we need to be adjusted to be able to give what he gave us in the first place. <laughs> he gave us the provision in the first place. So honor him with your first fruits. Honor him in the area of finances. Don't just make it be about the spiritual because he wants you as his children blessed here and now, not just there and then, right? Because it will testify of how good he is. Somebody can say, how, how did this happen, you know? Well, God. You can testify. God worked it out. So worldly 
possessions isn't necessarily a bad thing if God's blessed you with it. As long as they don't have you. <laughs> when it's God's blessing, he makes you rich and there's no sorrow to it. You can't fail. In 1 Timothy 6.10, he says, For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the truth and pierced themselves with many sorrows. They're chasing the wrong thing. We chase after God. He just, because he's a good God, he ends up supplying for you all that you need according to his riches and glory. You're chasing after God. You're pursuing God. You're giving him first place in your finances. You're giving him first place in your time with, with the Lord in the morning or time with the week at church or, 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 you know, whatever. And then he blesses you. But if you're chasing after things of this world, that's kind of like the love of money. You're putting that before God and he's a jealous God and things just won't work out in the end for you. So he says in Exodus, talking about God being a jealous God, he says in Exodus 34, 14 he says you must worship no other gods for the lord whose very name is jealous is a god who is jealous about his relationship with you he's okay with you having money he's not okay with money having you i know that sounds kind of cliche but it's absolutely the truth he's okay with you being blessed but he's not okay with those blessings overtaking you to where you don't honor him anymore or where you take um, possession of it and, and don't glorify him with it. So he says in Proverbs 3.9, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Honor him with the best part of everything you produce. Why? Because then you can come to that throne room boldly. Because then you're seeking him first in this area. And when you have a need or even just a desire, not even something you need, it's just a desire of your heart that kind of comes up, he's like, well, yeah, my blessing will make you rich. Well, yeah, you're seeking me first. I'll add those things unto you. And we don't have to be shy about it. And we can actually be confident that if we ask, we'll receive. Amen? Um, so I don't want to... You know, what? Ha you might ask, what happens if I don't want to? <laughs> or what happens if I don't honor God and I just keep the 100% for myself? Well, I don't personally want to find out. I just know that he's provided and protected our family, our home, and through the whole COVID season and all that. That's why we're still standing, because we honor God, because we put him first. And he, so many doors close and, and so many people lose houses. And when that was happening, we were buying a house, you know, and, and we were keeping our doors open. And God was providing for what it was that we need. And so I don't want to find out. And, and God wants you blessed, so don't even go there. <laughs> he wants to, to open doors for you that no man can shut. He wants to provide avenues of blessing. But we got to know that, okay, Lord, when I get that job, I will continue honoring you and keeping you first. And then the blessing just keeps coming. It just keeps coming and keeps increasing. I remember Amber and I were praying one time, and I think Fred was without a job at the time, or he was leaving for a new one. I don't remember. But he had applied. But she had a desire, and he doesn't even have a job. 
And she had a desire to have a house, and they were living in an apartment with their two kids, two kids at the time. And um, we were praying, spending time with the Lord, and all of a sudden in the spirit, I saw an angel deliver these bricks, put one on her head, one on her um, right hand, and one on her left hand. And it represented, what was it, a, a job, a house, and a promotion. Well, naturally, no bank is going to offer you money to buy a house, right? But what happened within how long? And on top of that, he gives us above and beyond, they got a last grant in the state of Wisconsin to buy a house. For no apparent reason. <laughs> so God will give us above and beyond. And this is just not just about houses, but I'm just saying, like, there's favor when we honor God with what he's already blessed us with. When we seek him first, it's real. It's the kingdom of heaven. It's God's system. If we work the system in the, in the natural, we think, oh, if we work or we invest, we're going to gain, right? But the kingdom of heaven is that much better. And so when we work the system of the kingdom of heaven and we give to the Lord, we can't outgive him. He starts supplying all that we need. He starts working things out for our good. He starts directing our footsteps and letting them be ordered of him. Hallelujah. So God just wants his children blessed. He wants us supplied and provided for. So he tells us in Malachi 3.10, he says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse. And I'm not preaching this because we're lacking or something, by the way. This was put on my heart because I keep hearing testimonies everywhere, and I keep hearing also the desires of people's hearts for, for needing faith to believe God for, for things that they just simply desire. Not they need, but things they desire. And, and the Lord just kept bringing to me all these passages that he wants his kids blessed and provided for. So this isn't... Uh, the Bible says not even to give because you're, you're hassled into it, okay? It's not about that. This is about God wanting to bless his kids. Malachi 3.10, bring all your tithe into the storehouse so that there may be meat or food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Some people have a problem with this, but have you tested him in it? You know, some people have a problem with it, and they don't like these messages on finances. They may even up and leave. <laughs> but what if God's word is true? Why do we believe him in some of his word and not the rest? If we would just honor him in spirit, soul, body, mind, finances, every arena— he could bless us in every arena. He desires to give his children blessing above and beyond, but we have to honor him first. He says, bring your tithe into the storehouse so that there's enough in my house and see if I won't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out blessing, pour out favor, pour out provision, pour out protection. Let me bless you in all arenas. Test me. So I want to encourage you, if you're not a tither, if you're not a giver, start saying, God, I want to I test this out. 
I believe that you mean what you say, and you say what you mean. So I'm going to start doing this by faith. I believe it's your word. It's right in front of me. I'm going to test out and just give them a month or two. See if God doesn't start providing for you. Then you're just going to get excited about it. Because it's an investment into the kingdom of heaven. And he starts pouring out and he starts bringing provision. He starts opening doors that no man can shut. And Clayton and I are a testimony of that. God takes care of his kids. And I'm not talking about when we were pastors either. <laughs> I'm talking about just serving the Lord by being tithers ourselves. Luke 6, 38, he says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you full. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, making room for more, and running over, poured into your lap. Listen, the amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Not meaning like you're going to get it back in the exact same way. Not meaning like it's going to be, I gave 500, I'm expecting 500. No, he wants to give you above that. He wants to work out a $10,000 drop in a house, you know. He wants to work out things that are just above and beyond what your mind could comprehend. He wants the favor of God to be upon you. And so he just asks us, honor me. Give to me from the seed I've already blessed you with. Give to me and honor me even with your talents, even with your abilities. Honor me with your time. Honor me and see if I will not supply all your needs. Seek me first in all these areas and I will add to you in all these areas. I'm sure we've all experienced it spiritually. James 4, 8, he says, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. How many of you have experienced that that is true? You spend time with God, you start hearing his voice. You spend more time with God, you start seeing dreams and visions and revelations, right? You, you, you experience a, a revelation or a vision from God that then proves out that this is real. This kingdom of heaven, as I sow to the spirit, the Bible says I will also reap of the spirit. Right? And so if that's true, why wouldn't this other area be true? It's not an Old Testament thing. This is the word of God. Beginning to end. It's the kingdom of heaven. Give and it shall be given. Test him out in this. See if he will not cause things to work out for you and open up the windows. I don't know about you, but I want the windows of heaven open to me, not closed. I want him to rebuke the devourer on my sake, for my sake. And that's what he says he'll do. I, I can't wait to go to heaven and find out how many things that we um, didn't encounter because God rebukes the devourer for our sake. How many times he protected us because we invested into the kingdom of heaven. And I, I personally like that because we make so many investments here on earth and we have faith in that. Why don't we have more faith in God and his kingdom and how it works than in the, the kingdom of this world that's so shaken and, and falls, you know, every time you turn around? God wants his kids blessed. And I know some of you are responding, but this is why pastors don't like preaching this message. <laughs> Because it's, it's, a, it's a, a sensitive subject. She's getting me where my heart is, you know. We, God wants your money, and he doesn't even need it. 
because it honors him, because it shows him he's first. God's the one who takes care of us because we honor him and we put him first. He causes things to work out for our good because we love him and we keep him first. So have the mindset that I love God and I'm going to put him first in every area because he loves me. Beloved, I want you blessed, spirit, soul, body, mind, and all things. Part of that all things in 3 John 2 is financial. But we must honor him. But I like it that he says, because it must have been the case back then to test this out. Go ahead. Prove this out. You, there's no sign commitment saying you got to do it forever. But you're not going to want to stop. Because he will bless you above and beyond. He will start providing for you. You'll start, you'll start seeing the response that all of a sudden doors are opening, promotions are happening, um, provisions happening, your kids are blessed, they're not as sick as they were, you know, they used to deal with all this sickness and stuff. When we welcome the blessing of God because we're seeking him first, things start working out for our good. Because we love him. Amen. Nilda had a testimony she wanted to share before we take up our tithes and offerings, and I just wanted, it's kind of a um, right along the line, so, so praise God. Thank you. I, I asked Pastor if I could share a little bit, um, and I love the message because it just confirms, really, truly confirms what the Lord has been doing in my life. This really started uh, last Saturday when you shared that vision that God gave you when you took a quick nap. Uh, about the canopy, a canopy over this house. And so when she shared that message, I was right there praying and just telling God, um, like, so one of the things that I believe for women when you get married, um, it's that protection, right? Like being married offers you that sense of protection. You know, you have someone. And so um, I I was separated for, for years and recently divorced. And, and so I was telling God, I need that feeling of protection. I, I need that sense that I'm not alone. And that's when you share that word. And when you share that word over a canopy and you said, apply it to your life. Like he's a canopy. And I was just sitting there and I could see a picture of, you know, those old movies and the and the kingdoms when they will go to war and then they will set up this canopy for the king you know and the queen and I just started to see myself like in one of those canopies and I'm inside and and you know with the queen like she has everything she needs inside of that canopy she didn't she doesn't even have to go out of the canopy they will bring it to her not only that but she's there's a whole army encamped around her like before the enemy gets to that canopy, they will have to go through the whole encampment. So that was just a word for me. And, and it, that's what I told you at the end, what a timely word, because I was just telling God, like, I, I, I want that protection. And I know it can only come from him. And so the, the days went by. And on Wednesday, I was reading my Bible and, and doing my devotionals. And I came across this um, verse in Isaiah 16, 12. Um, and it says, when Moab wears himself out on the high places and enters his sanctuary to pray, 
it shall avail him nothing. So this verse kind of picked my attention. Like, whose sanctuary they're entering? And so I looked in the commentary, and it says, In vain do the Moabites appeal to their god Chemosh. It's like, oh, and so I read the verse again. It's when Moab wears himself out on the high places and enters his sanctuary to pray, he shall avail him nothing. And so I began to think and ask God, where am I wearing myself out? Um, in what temples am I worshiping? And where are the high places in my life? So today where you were speaking, you touched on so many of those things. Like um, there are things in our life sometimes that we are giving it all our effort and all our energy. And we are putting those things first. We are wearing ourselves out. And so I was just asking the Lord, how does this verse apply to my life? What am I, you know, in which areas? And right away, I heard the Lord said to me that my demeanor changes according to my bank account balance. If my account balance is high, I'm very happy and I'm trusting and I'm like, woohoo. But as soon as I, my, my balance starts diminishing, then my demeanor changes. Then fears enters. Then I start worrying, like, where else should I go apply for a job? What else do I need to be doing? And I'm not doing that out of a wholesome, hey, God commands me to work. I'm doing it out of fear. And I, my, I work by contract. So sometimes I have a contract that lasts a long time, and sometimes it doesn't. And then sometimes a job ends, and it could be months before I get another contract. And I also have um, a business, a CPR training business. But sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not enough to sustain me. And so the Lord was showing me how... My joy and my trust and my confidence and it's related to my balance. And he was showing me, that's your God. You're, you trust more your bank account than you do me. And that was a, a day where I just really was brought to repentance. Because I know he's my supplier. I know the job I have, I have it because he gave it to me. I know that the abilities that he has given me. Um, you know, to speak two languages or, or to teach CPR, all of those, nothing came by me. Those are things he gave me. And so I was just repenting before the Lord and just telling him, like, I want no other God. I don't want any job to take a higher place than you. I don't want my bank account to have a higher place than you. I just want one God. And, and I want that to be you. You are my God. You are my provider. You are my supplier. You are my covering. You are my king. And I am that queen inside that canopy that is being provided everything. And so I just had a beautiful moment with the Lord. And I felt so much peace and joy after that because I know I was forgiven. I felt his forgiveness. Like, I'm not mad at you. I just want you ask me where and I'm answering. You know, this is something I see and so I was just so full of joy. And then all of a sudden, a check that I have been waiting for like a month, a job that I did, I was waiting, you know, waiting to be paid, just shows up like two days later, along with another check that someone sent me 
with a promise from Isaiah. This is, I am your husband. And then um, she, you know, in that little comment on the check, she put Boaz. And, and I was just, you know, that's our God. That's our God, what she was talking about. His eyes are on us. There's not, he doesn't blink. He doesn't sleep. He does, yeah, he's, we are constantly over, you know, his watchful eye. And I know sometimes we pray, and, and, and the only thing we pray is for his blessings, right? Bless me, and bless me with food, and bless me. And, but Jesus says, you already have all of that. He, already, he knows you need it. And so I just wanted to encourage you. He knows your needs. He knows what you need. We don't have to wear ourselves out chasing anything because he has it in plentiful for us. If we only will trust him in every step, if we make him our God and just decide we will not wear ourselves out, you know, chasing other things, but just him. And just lastly, um, I just want to also brought to my attention is in Psalm uh, 127.2. It says, it is in vain for you to rise early and put off rest at night to eat bread earned by high toil. All these God gives to his beloved in sleep. So that was a huge promise for me. And so your message today just confirmed everything that the Lord has been you know, blessing me with this week, and I just really encourage, I know sometimes these are difficult um, themes, you know, to, to deal, but we serve a big God, and that he has everything we need if only we trust him, so thank you for letting me share. I think the whole point is, what he spoke to me during worship, is that you're his kid, and he wants you blessed. If you've been lacking or if you even just have been desiring more, um, whether that's spiritual, whether that's physical, or whether that's financial breakthrough for um, something you're believing God for, he loves you and he wants to give it to you. Amen. And so just keep seeking him first and test him in the area that he said test him. Test him and watch him confirm his word. He always watches over his word and performs it. And so when we do his word, he watches over it and he'll perform it in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. 